Hello and welcome to Embodied Astrology. My name is Renee Sills. I'm a consulting astrologer, astrology teacher, and somatic educator. I'm interested in the ways astrology helps expand conversations around embodiment, art, process, politics, and more. It's June, it's Gemini season, it's pride, and I'm so delighted to be bringing you this very special two-part episode of Embodied Astrology with two of my favorite queer colleagues and angels on earth, Gabs Tosi and Katie Smiles. Gabs is a non-binary Brazilian artist and a Gemini son who is the founder of Ser Trans, a project that documents and shares stories and portraits of trans people in Brazil. Ser Trans exists now as an online project, printed magazine, and a feature-length film. In our conversation, we talk about our relationship, their art practice, and how we can work with astrology to move beyond binary thinking and gendered paradigms. Gabs is currently raising money for their ongoing education and has an exciting online shop and fundraiser with a variety of offerings, including astrology readings for queer and trans folks, photo shoots with Gabs, and photography prints of their work. I'm also donating a few readings to their fundraiser, so if you've ever wanted to get a reading from me, this is a great chance to support a queer artist and drop your name in the hat for an embodied astrology session. Make sure to stick around for part two of the episode with Embodied Astrology's research resident, Katie Smiles. Katie has been working in the residency since the beginning of the year to synthesize their practices of grief work, doula work, sex education, erotic embodiment coaching, and astrology. Katie's Erotic Embodiment podcast explores these intersections through interviews, storytelling, astrological overviews, and horoscopes. Katie is a Sagittarius rising and Gemini descendant and is a fabulously queer storyteller and I'm so thrilled to share one of Katie's erotic stories for Pride Month and Gemini season. I hope you'll follow Katie's podcast and check out their Patreon as well as the Synthesis Space Residency for more of their wonderful content. Katie is also currently accepting new clients for astrology readings, erotic embodiment coaching, and doula services. You can find more information on both Katie and Gabs in the show notes. So now, without further ado, Gabs, I'm so happy to see you here. Welcome to the podcast. It's really exciting that you are a guest today. Hi. Hi, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Um, For the listeners, Gabs uh, is the visual creative assistant and all-around artistic angel of Embodied Astrology. They have been working with me on the Embodied Astrology Bodies Project since 2019. This is a project that explores astrology through embodiment practice. We come up with prompts, fun prompts for people to play around with, to take portraits of themselves and to feel into astrology with their bodies. Gabs has been a big part of that project. You've also been a big part of the Embodied Astrology Instagram. (laughs) Before you came along into my life, I felt like every other week I was changing, you know, trying to do this thing, trying to do that thing. And working with you has just been um, so pleasurable and so easy. And also, I feel like you always had a really natural kind of sense of uh, what you wanted to bring to EA. And yeah, it's just felt so good to be in that space with you. And then you handle all of the EA videos as well, all the short videos from the workshops. Um, So that's one of your jobs, but Gabs, you have a lot of things that you do and I want to ask you about them. But before we get into that, um, let me just say that 
part of the reason why Gabs and I have been working together so well for so long is because we both love astrology and it is really part of our shared language. And I wonder if you would be so kind as to share your big three or any other aspects of your chart with the listeners um, before we get to know you more. Yeah, first of all, it's so strange to be here and not, you know, like just editing videos of other people. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm a Gemini and I think like that Gemini sun, and I think this explains a lot of the variety of things that I do. Um, and also why we get along so well in like doing Instagram and when you're like, I think I want this. And then I think now I want this other thing. And I'm like, so into it of like, just <laughs> trying new things. Um, I'm a cancer mom and uh, an Aries rising. Um, so I have a natural chart and I have like big oppositions in my chart. I think like, this is the main thing I have a stallion in Capricorn and a stallion in Cancer. Um, and yeah, a stallion in Capricorn and a stallion in the fourth house, not in Cancer. I have some things in Cancer and some things in Leo. And as an Aries rising, I have my Mars in Leo conjuncting my Jupiter and my Venus and opposing Saturn in Aquarius. And I think this is like a big thing of my chart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something that you and I have talked a lot about. Um, when Gabs and I began to get to know each other and work together, uh, we were working with the creative collaboration of Embodied Astrology, but we are also working with astrology and with Gab's chart in particular. And I feel like we had multiple conversations where we talked about getting, like being serious about having fun or figuring out how to live life as adults and in integrity or with integrity for our inner children and our inner adolescents. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your Leo Stellium um, in a synastry comparison your Leo stellium lands right on my sun and ascendant. And then Gab Saturn comes right in on my descendant. And for folks who are unfamiliar with synastry, synastry is when two astrology charts are compared to one another. And you see where another person's placements activate your own. And I feel like in our partnership um, and collaboration, you really help me feel into my own Leo a lot. Like you're always giving me encouragement to experiment and to play and to have fun. Um, you have like such a fun and often like punk aesthetic that I really appreciate. And I feel like my inner, inner adolescent is like just really excited about. And then with your Saturn on my descendant, um, I have to say that yeah, you and, and what you've brought to EA in terms of your professional capacity, I feel like has really increased my professional capacity on the aesthetic sense of that cusp of the seventh house where I'm putting myself out into the world. Um, I'm wondering if you have any ideas about 
your own astrology right now or our astrology together, your astrology through somatic practice that you're curious about that you'd want to share with the listeners? Um, first, I want to say that you, like, you help me a lot in, in making work fun. <laughs> because like, I always thought that work had to be separate from funness, you know, like as uh, Stalin and Leo opposing a Saturnian Saturn. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think like you helped me a lot in this and I have so much fun. I have so much fun and I wanted to thank you. Um, also, one thing that I noticed in our, our synastry is that your uh, North Node is conjuncting my sun in Gemini. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so interesting and like so um I don't know, it's like like talks a lot about what we are building in this life and the future that yeah. I hope we have together. Um so yeah, what was your question again? <laughs> that lost. <laughs> oh, I'm I also that... a Mercury in Gemini, so <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was good. I was just wanting to pass the mic to you around what you're thinking about with astrology. But maybe we can kind of rest on this Mercury and Sun that you have in Gemini. Um, so for folks who are familiar with chart reading, I'm just going to say this out loud that Gabs has a conjunction of Mercury and the Sun in Gemini that is the focal point of a yod. And the two other points of the yod include two generational placements, Pluto and Scorpio and Neptune and Capricorn. And without getting in too much around what is a yod and what are all these planets, um, maybe br just briefly, I'll say that one of the ways that we've been talking about this aspect in your chart is through the lens of storytelling. You have your Gemini placements in the third house. This is the place of telling stories. It's also the place of community. Um, and the focal point of a yod is a point of intensity and necessity, but it's not very comfortable. <laughs> so a person has to work through a lot of challenges in order to figure out how to use this energy. And as probably everybody listening knows, working through challenges is challenging, but it also leads to creativity. And so when there is a clear and comfortable path forward, Usually a lot of us take the path of least resistance, probably not all of us, but a lot of us will. And the path of least resistance is the path that is tried and true. And so when you have a yod in your chart, you have a collection of planetary energies that do not have a clear path forward. There's actually a lot of, um, yeah, discomfort and oddness or strangeness within this aspect. And part of how I've seen you work with this yad is through your work gabs with visual storytelling. And I'm wondering if you would be uh, able to share a little bit about your project, Sertrans, and how you came to this project and what you're bringing into it. Let us know a little bit about kind of where it is now and, and where you're going with it. Yeah, yes, thank you. Um... Okay, first of all, ser trans means in Portuguese um, being trans. And 
it's a project that for sure started from necessity like my own necessity and um wanting to discover other people's stories other trans and non-binary people's stories um back in 2019 i went through this this journey of realizing i was a trans person and trying to embrace it because at first it was very challenging and um i didn't want to fully accept i was trans um because in brazil i mean like i think anywhere in the world is hard to be trans but in brazil um we have like the the highest mortgage rate in the whole world for trans people so um it's like a life expectancy of 35 years old so of course it's difficult to accept you know like that this may be your destiny um but when i when i could embrace who i am i was hunger i was hunger for discovering other people's stories um and i was so angry <laughs> that this like the access of the the access of um not only other people's stories but like my own story was um denied to me that i didn't only want to discover other people's stories but i wanted to share them with other people so that no one would go through so much difficulty and you know like discovering who they were when they were like almost 30 years old so um so i was like what can i do you know like i was very lost <laughs> i was like it was pre my pre saturn return so i was really lost in like what would they do with my life and as a photographer i decided that i wanted to photograph but i also wanted to interview people so i started with friends um i started interviewing and photographing some friends and it became this project and i remember like i had this talk with you like back in the beginning of 2020 and sometimes i listen to that reading and i was super 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 lost um and you told me like you know like decide what to do and keep it for two years and then you can like not continue doing and i embraced that advice <laughs> and i started this project um and it's been more like it's been a bit like it's gonna complete two years of its um it's um of when it was launched but i actually started in january february of 2020 um so so it's about not only like trans and non-binary people stories but it's about like 
them being able to tell their stories without so much interfering of other people and especially without interfering of cisgender people. Um, so when I photograph them, I don't, I, I never tell people what to do. Like, I just, I'm not this type of photographer at all. Like I hate like directing people. Um, so we build the photo shoot together. We do it together. And the interview is actually a talk between us two, but then when it's transcripted, we like my parts are taking out, but it's actually a talk. Like I'm talking to someone and we are recording it. Um, and, and the thing is that I don't want to make these people uncomfortable. Like I don't want them to be uncomfortable at all. Like, so before the photos, before the interview, I always ask them, um, what will, would they be comfortable with? So this is why like some of the photo shoots, people are um, fully naked. Some of the photo shoots, people are fully covered. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that um, I try to, I try to make the photo shoots at their houses because it's about belonging but also not all trans and non-binary people belong to their houses, like feel, feel that they belong. So this is something that we decide together as well, as well. like what would be a comfortable place for you? Maybe it's a friend's house or even like uh, I did photo shoots in the woods, you know, because that was a comfortable place for that specific person or another photo shoot in the water you know um so i think like that's that's the full picture of it yeah thank you for that um this project is so exquisite it re it really it's just so it's so beautiful on so many levels um and watching it develop over the last few years has been really exciting for me i always you know, since we met, have known that you're a very gifted photographer. And to see the authenticity and the soul or the spirit of um, the people who you're working with really come out in your photographs is, is so touching and so moving. And to read their stories is very powerful. Um, and I know that you have toured a little bit now with this project. And within Brazil, there's actually been a pretty uh, affirmative reception of it. And uh, you've been able to share this work um, in your area and also outside of your town. And how, how does this work ripple out into community for you? What are people's responses? Um, what happens in relationship when you do this work? So that's the best part. <laughs> that's definitely the best part. Um, so like, the feedbacks that I have when I photograph people um, from the people that I'm photographing are the best. Like, um, I didn't know I was doing something that was so life-changing, I guess, until recently, like when I realized that 
you know, like maybe I'm changing people's lives. Um, I have so many beautiful feedbacks of people that tell me how, how they realize that they are beautiful. <laughs> I'm about to cry because you know, I have a moon cancer. Um, and I know, I know how it is to not feel beautiful, you know? Um, and I definitely know how it is to try to deny something that you are because you don't feel like you have place to, to be who you are. So when I have these people's feedbacks about just, you know, like just feeling beautiful and and even like one one of the people that I photographed that was identifying as a non-binary at the time, um, a, like a couple of months la months later, came to tell me that after like the photo shoot was a kickstart for them to realize that they were at. at Travesti, which is a word in Portuguese and in Latin uh, America, Latin countries. Um, that is another gender identity. And, and then they started um, taking hormones because they, they read their interview and they could see who they were. Wow. And that was <laughs> so like. I don't even know how to explain how this touched me. And, and also then there is like this whole other people that are just following the project. And then they send me messages and tell me how important it is for them to feel that they, there are other people that feel that, um, that have the same thoughts and ideas and, expressions you know like and and that they feel seen mm -hmm. even though they are behind the screen and they don't they, they are not talking with that person they just feel seen and and represented in in a way um so yeah like it's so wild for me to think that this project helps supports other people because again like I wanted to do this but I also like was doing it for me mm -hmm. you know um and then coming back to the yacht part the astrology part that's it right like yeah. I have to be doing something for me so I can do it for the world because if I just try to do something that is not for me it will not work right right and I think that's such a um articulate way to speak to this yod that um, Gabs has Neptune and Capricorn on their midheaven. Uranus is there. You're part of that generation of the Uranus-Neptune conjunction in Cap. And they're both sextile to Pluto and Scorpio in the eighth house. And this longing, you know, this longing to live in a world where there is um, abundant diversity <laughs> of human beings, right? That's supported and where people have home and sense of belonging and their stories are told and witnessed and um, 
there's affirmation, right? And, and the possibility to feel witnessed and beautiful and seen and heard. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so clearly coming from a, a deep and personal longing for you and the way that you're meeting that, or at least one of the ways that you're meeting that is, is through this project and you're offering to others. Um, and it's super inspiring to say, it's been very inspiring to be your friend through this time. Thank you. <laughs> um, Gabs, you're also beginning to offer astrology readings to trans and non-binary folks. Is this correct? Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about it? <laughs> yeah, it's correct. Um, so I've been studying astrology, like I've been interested in astrology since, since I was a child. Um, since I discovered that you could have other signs other than your sun sign, I discovered that you could have a moon sign. And I thought it was very interesting. And I used to do tarot readings for my friends when I was 10 years old. Um, and then, like, I think in the last... Um, five or six years I started to like deepen my studies in astrology but I think like as it happens for lots of astrologers I started studying astrology for myself um, I just wanted to like be able to read my chart um, but then as I think it happens to lots of astrologers I started to read my friends charts for them like and sometimes I like I'm in, in a table with other people and someone someone brings up astrology and my friends look at me expecting me to like start reading something, start saying something. And I'm just like, oh, come on, <laughs> not today. Um, but anyway, so in my studies in astrology, um, I am, I listen to lots of podcasts and I love listening to podcasts. Um, but something that always bothered me is um, the binary that comes within astrology. Like, mm -hmm. and astrology again is like, this is an interpretation. Like it's what humans do with the sky, you know? So I think like, we could be doing this differently. And this is what I want to do. I want to, I want, I want that people don't feel triggered by astrology. Yeah. You know, like, um, because as a trans person, I know that just bringing words as such as female, woman, man, masculine, mm -hmm. um, can be hard. Um, I'm a learner that needs to talk and to listen to be able to learn. So um, just listening or just writing, like I need the full exchange. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, along with the binary um, that has been set up <laughs> in so many ways between um, fixed gender roles or something like that and how that comes into astrology. I feel like 
you are also able to read in the chart what wouldn't be seen by a cis astrologer, um, by a cis straight astrologer. And your capacity goes beyond avoiding the binary. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not just not using um, words that could be triggering. You are also holding a breadth of experience and um, lived experience that you bring into your chart reading. And my experience of you uh, as an astrologer, and we talk about astrology all the time, and you're frequently also giving me feedback and advice um, and your opinions around how I might interpret astrology. You've been very supportive to me as well. Um, You know, I think your observations are pretty profound. And you've said some things to me that have made me pause, check again, look again, think deeper into some symbols. you're very present in the embodied astrology community space and at our tea time gatherings. And every time you open your mouth to say something, it's, it's like, you're just dropping these wisdom bombs, you know, and it's such amazing insight. And I feel like this comes right back to your yard. Um, Mercury is the planet of astrologers, you know, as a translator, as a psychopomp, as a being that traverses between the inner and the outer, the upper and the lower worlds. Um, and also as a god of hermetic wisdom, right? And interpretation and symbolic um, associations. And you have Mercury in the sign of its rulership in your third house, which is a place of storytelling. So I feel like you have a lot to bring um, to anyone whose chart, um, you know, anyone who's lucky enough (laughs) to have your eyes on their chart. I am so excited that you're offering chart readings. And I'm really excited that you are coming to the United States. Yes. (laughs) Um, Gabs is planning to make the voyage from Brazil to the United States in under two weeks now, the end of May. And one week. In one week. week. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Um, Gabs, what are you coming to the United States for? Um... I am super excited. I never thought this would happen, but I'm going to Norwalk um, with you <laughs> and Katie. Um, <laughs> and for those who don't know, Norwalk is um, an astrology conference that happens in the Pacific Northwest. And we have a little yes. posse of embodied astrology representatives who will show up at that conference soon. Yes. Um, so... Besides going to Norwalk, I'm also going to my graduation at Somasaurus Institute, which is a arts and movement-based rites of passage program by Golden Bridge that is um, taking place in Boulder um, at the end of June until the end of July. So, um, and then Norwalk is happening at the end of May. So I'm going to stay there in the U.S. for two months. Amazing. Okay, so you are coming to the United States soon to attend this astrology conference, to hang out with me in the Pacific Northwest (laughs) on uh, Chinook, Clackamas, Multnomah Territory in Portland, Oregon. And then you are off to the Rocky Mountains um, to complete your Soma Source training. And uh, for the listeners, Soma Source is actually how Gabs and I originally connected. 
Um, Soma Source is an organization run by a person named Melissa Michaels, who is a sorceress of many skills. She weaves movement practices and dance and psychology and rites of passage and social justice into um, a multi-layered kind of summer camp experience. It's also a training for adults. Um, and Gabs, you, you're going to be a Soma Source practitioner at the end of this summer, right? And you're going to go back to Brazil and bring your astrology and somatic practice and photography work and continue to develop your synthesis um, with all of these different modalities. Um, and part of why we wanted to offer this podcast at this time, other than just introducing everybody to Gabs, everybody should know Gabs, <laughs> um, but part of why we wanted to offer this podcast at this time is because Gabs is fundraising for this trip. And the travel expenses from Brazil to the United States and then their time in the United States um, uh, need some support. So Gabs, will you tell us a little bit about this fundraiser? Part of my trip is being paid for work exchange, um, but still I have some parts that I still need to um, pay. <laughs> So this is why I'm offering the astrology readings. I'm offering photo shoots for those who are in the Portland area. That's where I'm staying for the whole June. And I'm offering digital and print um, copies of my photographs. Um, and the prints, the prints are signed by me. So it's like, um, I don't grab, but I'm I'm a great photographer, <laughs> so you should check it out. You should get a signed photo. <laughs> I have some really cool photos that I'm offering, and some of them I have never offered before, so this is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. So, so then I have like the tickets and the Norwalk registration, and you know, like the time I'll be stay in the U.S. and all of this costs that I have to pay. Can you tell us a little bit about the photo shoots that you are hoping to offer while you're here? Yeah. <laughs> so um, photo shoots can be anything, right? I just, I offer like a photo shoot. But I, as I said before, I'm not someone that really loves to direct people, like telling them what to do, like, like a publicity piece or something like that. I love to co-create with people. So this is what I mean to. Um, I mean to especially, not only, but especially like queer and trans people or, you know, people that feel like they are out of the norm somehow. Um, just wanting to bring in a visual manner who they are, you know? And, and from that, we can talk and like, just decide everything. So this is why I'm not like, like I, I, I put in a box of like one hour or one and a half hour photo shoots or 30 edited pictures, but I'm not that type of photographer of like, and then you have like three, clothes that you can exchange and that's it you know 
um yeah i i really encourage people to like come to me and tell me what they are looking for and then we can co-create together and also you know like that fundraiser is a way that i found of um making things visual for people like how the amount of of um support um the amount of money that i need but also like there are other ways we can do this you know i'm super open to like just exchanging and talking and co-creating things you're offering an experience <laughs> yeah i'm offering an experience <laughs> amazing well if anyone is listening to this and is interested in uh having their portrait made or having a visual creative experience with gabs while they are in town um we'll include gabs contact in the show notes and you are running this fundraiser which includes these photo shoots but also includes astrology readings for queer and trans folks uh queer trans non-binary folks um prints that you're selling you mentioned uh i think you have is it 18 different prints yeah it's 18 different images and two different sizes so nine medium size and nine large size prints. Okay. And this is a selection of uh photographs that Gabs has taken that runs a range from really beautiful portraits of the natural world to very beautiful portraits of queer and trans people and landscapes of Brazil and um yeah, really I would say like very evocative, very inspiring um forms natural forms body forms yeah um and then along with all of your offerings in your fundraiser i'm also donating uh to the fundraiser so folks can uh contribute and their names will be added to a raffle and so if you're interested in receiving one of my 2022 year ahead readings for your sun or your rising sign this is a pre-recorded reading it's uh they're between an hour and a half and 2 hours long depending on the sign and they give a very detailed and broad overview of 2022 and its main themes opportunities and challenges for each sign um and then I'll also be offering two individual chart readings um i don't have a lot of availability i rarely have openings in my schedule at this point for individual chart readings so this is an opportunity for folks who've been wanting to get a reading with me and when you donate to Gabs fundraiser i think it's $25 or more your name will be added to the raffle and two lucky winners will receive a reading with me and two folks will also get a a year ahead report for a donation of $15 or more and those readings are uh normally $75 Um so there are a lot of ways that you can support Gabs in their travel to the United States and every item on their fundraiser is probably an item that you want so head to their fundraiser today and get them all get all the <laughs> the prints get the astrology readings get the photo shoots um Gabs is there any other message that you want to share with the listeners or let people know about in terms of what you have upcoming or how to get in touch? 
Yeah, um, one thing that I um, forgot to mention is that I do film and digital photography. So, so some of the photographies are film ph photographies and also um, the photo shoots can have both. And I really wanted to thank you. Like, I think like, yeah, it's a fundraiser, but also it's almost like a shop. <laughs> so you can like, you're you're helping me, but you're also um, having something in return. And there is a lot there. So you should check it out. Um, and Renee, thank you so much. Like having a reading with you <laughs> is one of the best things people can have in this um, fundraiser. And like, as I said at the beginning, like, you know, like the reading that you did for me in 2020 changed my life. Like I'm, I'm doing the work that I'm doing because of you um, in a lot of different ways. Um, so yeah, and also thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for donating um, for the raffles. Um, thank you for having me here. Thank you for receiving me. <laughs> you're the best, like, <laughs> you're the best. Mm, thank you so much, Gads. And yeah, I'm really excited for our time when you're over here. And I can't wait to see what happens with your projects and your photographs and your astrology and all the stuff you haven't even gotten into yet because your Gemini mind hasn't <laughs> discovered it yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a Gemini. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right gabs well thank you so much for making this guest appearance on embodied astrology folks if you are listening please check the show notes for all of the links to gabs work and this fundraiser and please follow them at gabs 404 and at sarah.trans on instagram gabs thank you talk to you soon talk to you soon thank you Thanks so much for tuning in with Embodied Astrology. Today's episode features conversations and stories from two members of the Embodied Astrology community. Our virtual community space is a supportive environment for those interested in working with experiential embodied praxis of astrology. The community space is a queer-led space that seeks to elevate and support diverse and expansive views of all that astrology is and can be. Learn more about the Embodied Astrology offerings and member tiers at embodiedastrology.com forward slash join. Erotic, erotic, erotic. Hey. Erotic, erotic, erotic. Hey. Erotic, erotic, erotic. Hey. Erotic. Okay, so... It is 9.54 on a winter morning in Houston. Um, I'm wondering if I don't want to get out of bed because I don't want to exert too much energy. And so I figured it'd be a great time to tell a story to myself and to you that's listening. And for context, yes, I'm laying on the bed, 
and the phone is right next to me. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever you are. This story has been on my mind for a long time, so I figure I'd tell it, or at least try to tell it today and see how it goes. So, a few years ago, um, I was dating this beautiful woman, and we got the opportunity to go to a family friend's wedding. Now, this beautiful woman was a Leo, and so if you do not know what that means, my baby wasn't going to be half-stepping at this wedding. Um, and we both knew that we would be the only lesbian couple there, and we would be the only biracial lesbian couple there. And so we knew we had to come correct. Um, I even actually struggled to find my outfit for this wedding, but uh, she didn't, obviously. I picked up the dress. But, uh, yeah, we found a dress. She looked great. Uh, she got a haircut, which uh, always makes things better. And so we, you know, we get on the train. We meet our parents. It's all great. We are hanging out with our sister and nephew. You know, we're having a great time. And I'm just, like, watching her in this space that I've never seen her before. With her family. Um, we're walking around in this cute little town, um, I'm seeing her, like, run after her nephew, just like, damn, this woman is beautiful, oh my gosh, and, um, there's this one part of the trip that's before the wedding, uh, she's like, babe, I, I really want to jump into this lake, and I'm like, yeah, babe, jump into the lake, and she's like, but babe, I don't have any clothes, and I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Like, just jump in the lake and then we'll get you some clothes later. It's warm, y'all. It's the summertime. I think it's like the heat of the summer, too. So, she jumps into the lake in, like, jeans and a whole t-shirt. She's so cute. She, like, has a running start and, like, jumps into this water. And then... And she comes up for air, and her cute little head is, like, bobbing like a buoy. And you can tell that she's filled with so joy, or so much joy. And I'm just like, you are beautiful. Oh, my gosh. You are so beautiful. So she gets out of the water dripping wet, and we carry on. We go to the hotel. We're kicking it. And then the next day is the wedding. We're doing all the little wedding things. We're making sure her friend's mom's got the tables together and dinner pieces. And we're hearing about the in-laws and the DJ. It's all great wedding things. And keep in mind, y'all, I've already seen the dress. I know what we're wearing. She's seen my outfit. It's going to be great. So we go upstairs and we start getting dressed. I think we do like honey masks the night before. And so, yeah, she's putting on her makeup. I'm not putting on makeup, I don't think, because I'm like, meh, meh, meh. But I'm putting on my button down, buttoning each button, putting my pants on. Y'all, we walk out of the hotel room, 
and onto the elevator to go down the stairs. And I get a good look at her. I primarily styled this look, I think. But it wasn't like I I helped I found the dress at the store. And I just was like, yeah, babe, maybe do an earring like this. And you know, she picked out the shoes. And I had just never seen it all together. And so when I saw her, you know, walk into the elevator and it's just us, I'm like, babe, you are beautiful. And she, I think she probably does this thing like, I'm big, babe, like not really tapping into like, no, no, I want to touch you. No, no, I want to like, and it's a long dress and she's short. So it like um, covers her whole body. She's actually quite covered, but there's this deep V um, in the cleavage because it has buttons in it. It just just opens up because of the deep V. And it's a black dress with these beautiful floral colors. I think the color that I remember the most is pink. So on her very white skin, there's just like this contrast. And then she has these dark brown hair and these big, beautiful green eyes and her cheekbones. It's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. And I'm just like, can I have some before we go downstairs? And she's like, no. And I'm like, but why? So we go to the wedding. We go to the reception. We dance a little bit. All the while, I am thinking, I want to take this girl upstairs, put, I mean, like, walk her through the door, lock it, because um, we're sharing a suite with her parents, so they are actually supposed to come upstairs at some point but in my fantasy we lock the door because we don't know when they're coming but we get in and we lock the door and right at the door I grab her face and I kiss every piece of her lips our tongues touching in that very special way. Me sucking on her lips just to like savor like how beautiful she looks that night. I want to lift up her neck and kiss all the way down from her earlobe on her neck into this V that has been speaking to me all night calling my name basically I want to sit her at the edge of the bed and I want to lift this dress up I want to see her legs lift up as 
her torso lays down. I want to watch the fabric slowly drift down her ankles to her knees, to her thighs, to her waist. And I want to kiss her shoes off and brush my face on the insides of her calves. I want to kiss one at a time the insides of her thighs, the tops of her thighs, the outsides of her thighs. That line when you wear underwear, like the top seam, I want to kiss that too. I want to press my hand into her stomach and move it around a little bit. I want to be inside of her. And I've wanted to be inside of her all fucking day since I've seen her put this fucking dress on. My God, it is appalling and disrespectful and so fucking sexy. My God. I want her knees locked into my shoulders as I slide her underwear off because they are not necessary. I want to slide my hand up her belly button past that beautiful V up to her neck. Sliding two fingers into her mouth as I slide my tongue from the opening of her vagina up to her clit with one smooth stroke. I want to feel her legs squeeze me tightly, letting me know that I am welcomed in this space. I want to hear her hands fall into those beautiful white sheets because I am giving her pleasure and she knows that she can relax. I want to speed up circles around her clear using my other hand to go inside and really press, right? Like inside, but also pressing around the base of my fingers, just like rooting at the entrance. That makes me feel grounded. I want her to suck on my fingers for safety and for comfort as I continue to suck the shit out of her. She is safe in my hands and in my mouth and in this bed and in this room and in this water. She's so safe.
And I only want her to stop sucking on my fingers. When it becomes too much, she's ready to let go. And come all the way down. And as she comes, we hear footsteps coming towards the door. <laughs> her mom and her daddy probably talking about something. And she hurries up and pulls her legs off of my shoulders. And she's like, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> and I am overjoyed, overjoyed, overjoyed with the opportunity that I had to taste the sweetness of the florals on that dress. She was so beautiful. And I was grateful for the opportunity to have some of that beauty rest inside of me. Hmm. But alas, it was only in my head. But man, she was so beautiful. Have a great day. Have a great night. And if there are some bed bugs wherever you go and they do bite, let it be a bite that you like. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Check the show notes for all the contact links for Gabs and Katie. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and networks and leave a five-star review on all of your favorite listening platforms. This podcast is produced entirely with your support. Click the link in the show notes to leave a tip. Your one-time and recurring donations sustain this work. Thank you.